Welcome to another web-slinging episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. And I'm Caelan Burrows. And we have just come from the cinema, and we have seen Spider-Man No Way Home. That's right, we did. And proper cinema. Uh, not to say that we haven't been to the theatre recently. Yeah. But this, I mean, more people than I was comfortable with. But at the same time... Uh, you, you can't beat the reaction from a full audience, you know? Yeah, this this was probably the most, uh, as far as atmosphere goes, right? This was the most cinematic experience I think we've had in a theatre in a yeah. very long time. It was the most movie we've movied. Yeah. <laughs> in we years. movied hard. Yes. <laughs> well, no, it, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It was, you know, it was a full audience. Uh, you know, people cheered, people laughed, people clapped. Uh, and that's just not something yeah. we've seen in people, a very long time. People cried. People cried. I, mean, I don't want to name names. Yeah, not us. Because <clears throat> we're, we're men. Yeah. Yeah. Boys don't cry. That's, that's what the cure told me in their makeup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some some men say they only cry on the inside. And that sounds like a medical problem. <laughs> it might be. Um, uh, yeah, but no, it was, it was very much uh, an engaging audience. Everybody was excited. Uh, and it was really fun to watch such an epic film uh, with so many people again. Uh, look, it's probably not safe. <laughs> we'll just be honest. Uh, we got, you know, what, the Decepticons have released a new variant or something like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're probably all going to die. But I will tell you, if I'm going to go out, this is a one hell of a way to go out on. <laughs> if this is the last film I ever see, I feel like I did well. I feel like I did all right. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert! There will be no spoilers up top. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. So we, we, you'll know when the spoilers, but we're, we're going to give you a chance to, you know, see it for yourself, and we're not going to be Variety magazine to just expose it for you before anybody yeah. gets a chance to see it. Yeah. No. We'll we'll let you know when we're going to get into spoilers, but the review will not feature any spoilers. Right. Uh, except that we're, we're talking about the film Spider Man No Way Home. Y- yes. Yes. Yeah. So if you didn't know that, then consider yourself spoiled. Yeah, sorry, it's a movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's you know, let's just unpack this thing yeah. with what we can talk about, right? I mean, and it's it's one of these things where I know we've reviewed the past two, and I don't know there's much to say about the writing team and the director because right. they're the same people. Yeah, <laughs> and rightfully so. And I think this has been something that. Uh, I do think that Marvel has done a really good job on, and clearly Sony is okay with this as well, since this is a joint effort. Um, but yeah, there's definitely something to be said for people who, uh, behind the camera, uh, have you know dedicated a, a large majority of their most recent film works to be focused solely on Spider-Man. And so they can really take the elements of the things that they had laid out in the previous films uh, and just expand on that, rather than bringing in somebody else that, like, was like you and me, right? We might have watched the film and been like, oh, I think it means this. But we get the actual director and the writing team from the original two to really kind of bring it all together and, yeah. and you know, keep their, their vision alive, I guess. Well, and look, we know one thing about Marvel, and that's if you're making them money, they're going to trust you. Yeah. And they're going <laughs> to ask you to keep going. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so uh, this, of course, was directed again by John Watts, who directed the first two. Uh, and it was uh, co-written as a, their writing team uh, by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who wrote all the other Spider-Mans. Right. Uh, sorry, the MCU Spider-Mans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there were quite a few Spider-Mans they've just been that they did not write. Spider-Mans for years. They have. I uh, see. That's all they've done. Yep. Uh, uh, no, they also wrote uh, Jumanji, mm-hmm. uh, Welcome to the Jungle, yeah. and the Lego Batman movie. So, you know, they've they've got a flair for comedy action comedy I would yeah say. they you know I, I will say that uh, and this is obviously a compliment to mcu but sometimes that mcu quipping can get a little tiresome right it it becomes a bit repetitive and i think these guys have done a really good job in injecting humor and heart and action and just kind of blending it all together uh, i mean there are so this movie is such a, an emotional roller coaster um, just it just runs the gamut and spectrum of all the different kinds of emotions that you can do, uh, and none of them really feel cheap, right? There was never a point where I was like, "Oh, that was funny," but that undercut this important moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. In fact, I think for the most 
part, and I'm trying to think if there was any four Ragnarok situations, mm-hmm. but I think most of the dramatic moments just were allowed to be dramatic. Yes. There wasn't... Yes. We didn't need some funny side character to make a joke <laughs> that felt inappropriate. Right. Uh, you right. know. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It all felt very balanced in, in what, you know, whatever it was they were trying to convey, it, you know, it never felt as jarring. So, um, yeah, I mean, good on them. Uh, I think the writing is great. The direction is great. Um, yeah. yeah, I would say this is maybe the best written of the three. And that could just be the fact that you said this uh, when we was leaving the theater. You said that this was the most Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> that a Spider-Man film in the MCU has felt. Right. And and that may be why yeah. it feels the the best written. But yeah, it just it, I I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah. And to be fair, what I mean what I meant by that for for those listening is you know this this film sheds its introduction of Spider-Man into the MCU. Right. Which is a lot of what. You know, not far from what was the first? homecoming, homecoming right? Yeah. Homecoming felt yeah, sure it was Spider Man, but it also felt very much like you're still very deeply connected to Tony Stark, introducing him into the Avengers. It's his introductory film into the MCU, and it's not really about him as much as it's about him existing in the MCU. And then you get the second one, and the whole film is just got this looming shadow of whatever's happened before it, right? And it's got the looming shadow of Tony Stark, and it's all about what Tony Stark did, and even all the villains in that film are all deeply connected to Tony Stark and not Spider-Man. And this one feels just... it. it they're able to just tell a Spider-Man story. Uh, you know, all the groundwork has been laid down and they can just run with it. And it, it's so freeing and it feels absolutely wonderful to just indulge in this Spider-Man overload. It's it's great. Yeah. No, it is... It, 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 like you said, the most Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's a compliment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was very enjoyable yeah. all, all the way through. Yeah. Um, acting. Yeah, acting. Uh, probably the best acted out of all the Spider-Mans as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I would agree. And that's not saying that they were slouching in the other ones. Right. Uh, but this just there's just so much going on in this story. There's you know there's humor, there's drama, there's action and and everyone that is involved is just tops. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Every, everyone. <laughs> there's, there's no weak, weak link here, um, which is which is amazing when you really consider everything that you've seen in the trailers and, and all that you kind of know that this is a packed film, right? Regardless of, you know, going into who's in it and who's not in it and whatever. Just from the trailers, you can tell that this film has a lot going on yep. and there's bound to be someone that doesn't really carry their weight and that just is not the case every single person that shows up in this film you're like oh you're really good <laughs> you're a good actor <laughs> yeah yeah and and look that's not to say uh, like sure uh, as with any story not every character is given tons of screen time and that's going right. to be the case especially if you you've got a lot of people involved but of everyone that was doing their part did the most with what they had, you know? Yeah. And and yeah. I felt like even the story is decent enough because, you know, there's we already know there was going to be a number of villains in this from the trailer, right. right? And we've seen other Spider-Man films that was like, hey, let's cram them in there. And then they're not good, yes. you know? <laughs> and this did a decent job at making it good in the sense that, like, yeah, you got a lot of villains, but we're going to pick a couple of them. And we'll really, really focus on those. Yeah. And the other ones will just be more in a support capacity. Um, but even they were good. Yeah. You know, it's no, yeah, so. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a lot more focused, right? They're, none of these villains that show up in this film are there for the sake of showing up. They're, all of them have a purpose, whether it's large or small. They all feel justified in being included. Yeah. Cause uh, that's, I, I know, uh, I might, I maybe watched like one, Spoiler-free review before we saw it. I don't. I feel like you maybe have one or two, right? Uh, yeah, uh, at least and, one. And yeah, I, and, at least one. And the term I heard used was, "fan." This is a fan service film. And while yes, there are undoubtedly lots and lots of fan service yes. in this film, it's not presented in a fan servicey way. 
Yeah. Right, yeah, like, I would agree. You're would never, agree you're that, never yeah. watching it and then, you know, there's no cringe moments. Right. <laughs> and it doesn't feel unnecessary uh, in, in terms of... So, uh, I think you had brought this up of Ghostbusters 2016, but I would even go as far as to say it's not like Ghostbusters Afterlife, where... For me, I felt like as much as I enjoyed that, it did get a little tiresome, right? It, it got yeah. a little bit too much where you're like, all right, we get it. You're trying to service me. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> yeah, there's never a, t- a moment where, you know, Peter Parker finds himself in a Walmart and, <laughs> s- you know, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of tiny goblin, green goblins or something yeah, start right. showing up While on they're the shopping shelves. for Baskin Robbins. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because there's yeah, no, none of that. Because in the context of that film, those tiny marshmallow men really had nothing to do with the story, right. other than to be like, "Hey, you'll remember the marshmallow man." Yeah, and even even the Walmart and the, and the Baskin Robbins, like that that kind of stuff. All right, great, it's a wink and a nod, and I think that's what really elevates this film is none of it feels like they're doing that, right? None of it feels like, "Hey, yeah, wink, wink, nod, nod." Hey, eh? you, you see what we did there? Um, it all feels, it, it's all there, right? All that fan service is there, absolutely. But it all feels like it has a reason to exist in the story that's being told. Yeah, because, uh, and I mean, now that you've brought it up, just to make one more parallel, mm-hmm. you know, with, with fan service kind of lines, there was a, it was a moment in the, and I think we mentioned it in our review as well, uh, where someone needed to make a phone call and oh, they wanted their yeah, phone call, and then right. the sheriff gives it, hands the phone over, and he's like, "Who are you gonna call?" And then you know, jump cut to one of the Ghostbusters, and yeah. they're like, "That was the dumbest thing I've ever seen." Cringe, just yeah. cringe. And this, so you know, one of the most known expressions in the history of Spider-Man films right. is "With great power comes great responsibility," and we do get that in this, but it's not delivered in some sort of campy stupid way yeah right there's there was no point in me when i wanted to shoulder you yeah. like, oh oh they're gonna do it they're, they're yeah. gonna here comes the line <laughs> it wasn't anything like that and it, it actually still carries a lot of impactful meaning uh which is i honestly top top marks you, you're getting an extra point for being able to do that and make it meaningful even though nobody wants to hear that line again <laughs> yeah. yeah and they delivered it in a way that almost you know you're like, yeah, great. That's a good line. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I've heard it 15 billion times before. Well played. Yeah, right. Uh, so, yeah, they, it is, there is a lot of fan service, but they do it in such a good way yeah. that services the story and helps carry the narrative forward. It's, right. It never feels like it's forced on you in any way. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, action, special effects. Sure. Um, I thought it was done very well. Uh, there's definitely some great web slinging action going on. Lots of it. <laughs> there's a lot of squaring off. <laughs> there's a lot of that. But um, no, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was done really well. Uh, I felt it was well paced, well executed. Uh, you know, you can see everything that's going on. Um, you, you don't get lost in a sea of green screen. <laughs> you know, even though there's obviously a lot of it because, you know, you're not going to actually electrocute Jamie Foxx. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that that's real, you know what I mean? But they, they do a really good job. I, th- I thought the action and special effects looked great. Yeah. 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 Oh, it, it's full of s- spidery combat. Yes. Um, you know. Yeah. But there's some really good, there's some like rip straight from the games type of maneuvers uh, that, you know, he, he busts out from time to time and they're like, oh, oh, Holland's got it. <laughs> Yeah. No, they took it. I would say they took it up a notch in, yeah. in the terms of Spider-Man fighting villains, and and you you sort of have to, you know, because when you you know we all know from the trailer that uh, Dark Ark is in this, right? And it, one of the greatest fights uh, in any Spider-Man film on camera is his fight versus Dark Ark in Spider-Man Two. Yeah, absolutely. And if so, you're gonna have you're gonna have Dark Ark in this film. You're gonna have to do something. That rivals that fight, and yes. I felt like they delivered on that. Yeah, I, I I think they did too. And it's where it happens in the plot and how it all comes about. It, it just it's so much more impactful, and it just it looks great and it's done very well. 
Um, and, and look, I don't think this is a spoiler, but, you know, obviously he's got to square off against Green Goblin, right? And that battle is great too. It's just so, there's so much meaning behind it too when it, when it happens in the film. And you just, it's, it's very, very good. It's very well done. All of the action and, and set pieces and all of that, uh, is just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to look at. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we can't talk anymore without saying anything. Yeah, I was going to so, say, should we do plot? But we really can't. So, yeah. <laughs> so so much of this plot is tied to spoilers. Um, but, you know, to be fair, I think we both knew that this review was going to be rather quick. Uh, not just because we can't talk about spoilers, but I think both of us loved this film. <laughs> yeah. There was never one point where I felt bored or right. slow. I just... It was a, a visual feast. Yeah, it was. All the way through. It was. It, it, look, I've watched a lot of films this year, and that was easily one of the most enjoyable movie-going experiences I think I've had. Uh, and, and that's a bold statement. I mean, with, I've seen almost 110 films this year, uh, and, and 50 of those were released just in 2021. Uh, so I've, I've seen a lot of movies, and this one is... I mean, it makes the case for just being amazing. Uh, it, it was an amazing Spider-Man, if I could say that. <laughs> I don't think you can. That's the, that's, 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 the, that's the previous franchise. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry, I'm mixing them up now. <laughs> I don't think I don't think homely Spider-Man. I don't no. think that works. Yeah. It's not the same. No, it's different different meaning. Obviously. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, should we rate it? I suppose we should. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll consider, I'm not going to give it a perfect score because no film is perfect. Yeah. Uh, but this was very close. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a joke that doesn't spoil anything. <laughs> it's very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. I, you know what? I, I'll do it. I'll do it. I got it. Um, all right. So, I'm in the same boat. I, I, I work. I try very hard never to give a film a perfect score because you're right, no film is perfect. Uh, but if there was ever a case for me to strongly consider it, th- this is the film. This is the closest I've ever gotten to where I'm like, what am I knocking it down for other than principle? <laughs> like I feel like that's the only reason it's getting a, a less than perfect score is just my own personal principle of rating films. Uh, so I am gonna go. 4.75 magic hands. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going to use something that I think is okay because not only is it not really that relevant to things, okay. but it was also mentioned earlier in an episode of Hawkeye. In fact, I think the most recent episode of Hawkeye, right before this came out, okay. there was a news broadcast and it mentioned this. So I feel okay making a joke out of it. Alright, and that right. is, I'm giving it 4.9 Woo! out of 5 Captain America shields on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, baby. Nice. <laughs> well, well done. Defending liberty and justice for all with, yes. with vibranium, I guess. That's right. It's the only way to go. <laughs> now you get the Ghostbusters in there and they spray a bunch of slime Inside yeah. the statue, and right. you've got the newest Avenger. Imagine that remake, right? It's just Ghostbusters Afterlife 2. <laughs> with, with a Statue of Liberty with an Avenger shield. Just throwing cap shield about. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You know what? Let's George Lucas Ghostbusters 2. We just, we've got the technology. <laughs> we just re-edit it and just make it that way. And the Statue of Liberty comes down with the shield and breaks the ooze. It's perfect. I would just put the statue in the uh, end game, right? It's, the statue comes down, bashes Thanos in the face. I love it. I absolutely love it. Just going toe to toe with the Chitari. None of that has anything to do with this film. No, but not at all. That was fun for me. Yeah. Uh, right. So is it time? I think it's time. Spoiler song, do the spoiler song, do the spoiler song, do the spoiler song, it's a spoiler song, alright, yeah, alright, so we are going to spoil Spider-Man, No Way Home, we're going full Tom Holland uh, for this one, so if you're, 
If you're holding out and you, you don't want anything spoiled, this is your opportunity to bugger off. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm going to say something, and I don't think I've ever told anybody this on this show, but I highly recommend that you don't let us spoil this film for you. Usually I'll tell you, eh, it's no big deal, whatever. You, It will absolutely diminish the amazing experience you would have look, uh, for somebody to spoil it Benjamin for even said this at the end of the film. Oh, yeah. And and he's absolutely right. He, he wished that we had never gotten any trailers yep. for this. Because even though, you know, we we still had great moments scattered throughout. Right. We could have had even more if we hadn't known that Dark Ark was going to be in here. Right. If we would have known that Lizard and the Sandman weren't going to be in here. If we yeah. would have just, they would have shown up and we would have lost it. Yeah. But we'd seen it so many times in the trailers, you could even sort of, Pick, and, pick where they were showing up yeah, at. Yeah, you, you could know? telegraph the scene yeah. based on what you'd seen in the trailers. And, you know, we're going to get into it. But there are so many moments where the, the audience just lost it. I mean, just went absolutely crazy. And I just couldn't help but think how much better of an experience it would have been had we gotten that when Doc Ock shows up and when Lizard shows up and when Sandman shows up. It just, it, it would just be a sensory overload of... of excitement to see that for the first time yeah. um and so i'm i'm actually that's probably one of the only marks i'm really going to give this film and it obviously it's not the film's fault uh but i'll do you know i'll kind of give one on to kevin feige who said there wasn't going to be a trailer and then two, two weeks later was like yeah. i'm just kidding and i was very excited for that prospect and i i'm i'm holding to that idea yeah yeah in fact uh, i want to want to be so we are officially into yes. spoilers. <laughs> You've been warned. We we talked. Yeah. <laughs> we gave you plenty of outs. So if you're still around, this is your fault now. But one of the only things I didn't like about this film was the very end, the end end credit scene, which was just a trailer. Yeah. It was just yeah. a trailer for the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Not even not not your usual end credits. You know, just a little snippet scene from the film, but a straight up cinematic trailer yeah like the ones we're gonna see on repeat until the movie comes out and i didn't want that yeah right you, you go because you want to see something that further these post-credit scenes are always designed to set something up for the next go around within the franchise right within the franchise that you're currently watching and i felt like need i mean yeah maybe the first post-credit scene does that a little bit but I don't think it's as impactful as they thought it was. Yeah, that that one didn't excite me, but it also didn't irritate me, really. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Whereas, I, I'd take that one over the trailer for Doctor Strange. Think about all you needed, right? If if it would have just cut to the farm or wherever, right? And you, and you see Wanda and Doc, uh, Doc, Doc, Doc Strange shows up and she's like, I was wondering when you was going to come for me or whatever. And he's like, hey, I'm not here about that. What do you know about the multiverse? Boom. Boom. Done. That's it. Yeah. That's all we needed. Then you, yeah, that would have been fine. That would have been perfect. Been You're excited. You yeah. haven't seen too much. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. That that, that would have been fine. I, I'd have been okay with that. Um, but no. No. <laughs> Full, no. Full, Full on trailer. trailer. Yep. <laughs> Not even a teaser trailer. It's like a full-on trailer. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we had like... You know nowadays when you're going to get a trailer... There's like a, a pre-trailer where they show like five seconds of the trailer and then there's yeah. like, a, and now a trailer. Yeah, like it's a YouTube ad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need a sneak preview of my sneak preview, thank you very yeah, much. Right. And they sort of did that with this too. It sort of felt like that. Yeah. It was yeah. just, uh, yeah. It was yeah the no, only I, thing. I agree with you on that one though. I, I think that would have been much more impactful. It would have been a lot more exciting and, and I absolutely wouldn't mark it down. Uh, if they had just had that scene of what yeah. do you know about the multiverse and then fade to black and then Doctor Strange will return and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, I'm in. Yeah. I'm on board. Now, obviously, I'm not marking the film down for that because that's, you know, it's an end credit scene. It's a bonus. Yeah, you know? right. It, while it irritates me, I'm not taking that out on the film. Yeah. Um, but, wow. Um, where do we start? I don't even know. There, there is... There is way too much to unpack here, and we're probably not even going to get to all of it. Um, yeah. So, I would. So you made it. You made a statement earlier where you was like, when we said we was going to spoil it, and you say, yeah, we're going to go full Tom Holland. You know, 
But what we're not going to do is go full Andrew Garfield. <laughs> oh, that poor because man. Because that man deserves an Oscar. <laughs> he does. And not just for Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, he, that he, oh, I no. feel so bad and for not him. Even, not even for his performance in this film, which was brilliant, oh, by the way. Wow. But also for just the sheer torture he's been put through <laughs> leading up to this film. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I feel like I feel like people were after him the most. Yeah. I mean, they just badgered him and just would not, they were relentless. Well, I think part of that is because he's been doing other things and so he's been on the press circuit and so, of yeah, course... Yeah, right. Which has got to be irritating, though. Yeah, no, you're, it, you're, it really you're does. You're here to talk about the film you just did and everyone's like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We'll get to that. But are you in Spider-Man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's got, yeah. it's got wear soon, on you. As soon as we got done with the film, I was like, that man just let out the biggest sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah. Also, we just we, we always look up information about the film before we start doing the review. Oh yeah. And all you have to type in is Spider Man No Way uh, No Way Home, and the first three things that pop up are all all three of the all, cast, all three of them, all three yeah. Spider Man yeah. listed as Spider Man for this film, which yeah. totally ruins. Everything. So yeah. stay off the internet. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where, like, look, we I think we all knew that they were going to be there, right? We all knew that they were going to include it. it. For me, but you I, know what? I'd reached a point where I was fine. With, like in this film, where yes. I was just fine if it like it was seeming like it was just the villains. Yes. Because especially they were, the way they phrased certain things, where they were like the, the people who know that you're right. Peter Parker is Spider-Man or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, so that's why they're coming through. I was like, well, that would make sense why the Spider-Man wouldn't come through. I mean, yeah, they know that Spider-Man is Peter Parker, but that's because they are Peter right. Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I was like, right. it would make sense if they don't. And I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's very well placed too. Like it, there's there's a lot that happens and they they, I felt like both of them show up at the right time. Uh, and it's... You know, it, it comes off the heels of an incredibly dramatic and emotional scene that I don't care. This is spoilers. I cried like a little girl. I that was just one of the most emotional on-screen deaths I think I've ever seen, and it broke my heart into a thousand pieces. Um, yeah, you know, Tom Holland. No, he knows how to sell it. Because oh I mean, God, doesn't he? Though, just like when he was dying. Where he was about, oh, yeah. where he was about to fade away. Yeah, and then him in crying Infinity when War. Tony Stark dies, and he's just yeah. that kid. Man, he can act his ass off. And then, <laughs> yeah, and of course, then he loses Aunt May, and and just yeah, he, he just oh yeah, no, it, it it really did. It ripped my heart to shreds. Uh, and so the, you know, this happens at a pivotal moment in the film, you know. And so it, we, let's backtrack a bit, so because there's a cameo that shows up. Long before anything really gets going. And that just, it literally sets the precedent for what we're going to see for the rest of the film. Um, so for those of you that thought Netflix had abandoned all things of the Defenders, uh, rest easy, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin Feige was not just being cheeky, uh, when he made his comments about Charlie Cox. What he forgot to mention is that Daredevil is in this film. <laughs> Briefly. Yeah, very briefly. And only as Matt Murdock. Yeah. But still, he fucking catches a brick out of nowhere. <laughs> so great. It's such, such a, a great cameo. I just loved everyone's like, how did you do that? <laughs> I'm a very good lawyer. It's <laughs> 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 so good. Oh, it was just, it was such a joy to watch. You know, because Daredevil is, is easily one of my favorites of all the series. And I think yeah. Charlie Cox is just phenomenal as the character. And, and I think he's very, very good. And I've been longing to see more of him in this aspect. And so for him to even just show up as Matt Murdock and interact with Spider-Man, because they both have kind of that weird, almost naive energy where they're both trying to just protect the city. And, uh, and you just feel that oh, it was, it's so great. And it happens very quickly in the film it's like one of the very first that within the first 10 minutes i would say yeah uh and it, it just it set my excitement to a, a level 11 out of 10 and it it never came down it just was always up there from from that start so yeah. um yeah oh. so you know a lot you've seen i'm gonna tell you what though let's use that as an indicator moving forward if at any point foggy makes any sort of announcement that's like you know 
Uh, yeah, no. Uh, old, uh, what's his name? Coulter, whatever. Mike, Mike. Coulter? Oh yeah, Mike, Mike, uh, Mike Coulter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, no, he's he's gonna be the MCU's Luke Cage. Well, I don't care what movie's coming out next. You can be sure he's, he's gonna in be it. in it. Like he's that's in it. yeah, yeah, yeah. If Kevin Feige is like, oh yeah, we'd love to do Jessica Jones. It'd be great if Ritter would if Ritter would be down. We we'd love to have her. She's showing up in the next film. It's happening. Just bet your marbles, bet your house. It's gonna happen. Mr. Foggy, Mr. Foggy, what, what about Iron Fist? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> we have no such thing. Iron Fist isn't a game. Ask DC. It's not us. <laughs> no, never heard of him, mate. <laughs> we got Shang-Chi. What yeah. else do you need? No, the, the, the kid from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Colleen Wing. Oh, yeah. No, I know her. <laughs> the Matrix girl, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. No, no. she's great. What, Punisher? Yeah, no, yeah, well, you're, you're, we're going to get him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You, but you don't know the kid with the glowing fist? No idea. I'm pretty sure that's Shang-Chi you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, his, his fist glow, kind of, yeah. right? Oh, man. Ah, anyway, so, uh, yeah, he's, he's in the MCU, which, I mean, excites me in multiple ways because we know... We know we're getting She-Hulk coming out, and right. she's a lawyer. Yeah. And we don't know. We don't know how much Daredevil is going to see movie action. Uh, honestly, I'm hoping that he he does this sort of Hulk thing and just shows up as yeah. Daredevil in other films. Yeah, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. I think that'd be great because I think he could really, uh, especially when we say, like uh, you know when we get into things like Hawkeye, right? He he is a very much a part of what's going on on the smaller scale of things. Yep. And I think that one of the things that makes Hawkeye so refreshing uh, is that it is very contained. It is very much about the city and their own personal actions. And it's not this big cosmic battle. Uh, and I would love to see, uh, you know, Charlie Cox and Daredevil just kind of be a part of that whenever they do that to kind of connect them all together in that way. Um, Honestly, none of that has anything to do with Spider-Man No Way Home, except that no. he's in it. But uh, look, the point is, this film is amazing. So we're going to go off on tangents because I don't know what else to tell you. The yeah. film is phenomenal. <laughs> but again, that was you. You were getting to that because that was just that was the the tip of the iceberg. Right. That's of, how it starts. <laughs> of appearances in yes. this film, and that one was for the fleetest fleetest of moments, yes. right? Yes. Um, and then we get. Of course, our entire rogues gallery. Yes. Um, which most of them was revealed in the trailer, if not all of them. I, f I think because we see we see Dark Ark in the trailer. Yeah. We, we see, see Dark Ark, we, we see, see Sandman. We see Lizard. We see Electro. Uh huh. Uh, and, and we know Green Goblin is there. And yeah, we know, yeah, we see, yeah. So all of them. Yeah. Yeah. So that no surprises there. Yeah. Right. Um, I think we're except for. <laughs> Eddie Brock, which is not, he's not in the film really. Yeah, no, he's really not. I, I know we all was, was hoping that Venom would actually make an appearance in the film and, and he doesn't, um, which is fine. Uh, I mean, look, this film gives you more than you can handle already. So yeah, he's legitimately <laughs> just used so that they can introduce the symbiote to the MCU. Yeah, is right. What, is what yeah, they've that, done. That's pretty much it. Which felt like, a, to me, feels like a weird move because you just, brought him over and then took him back to his own universe instantly. Yeah. And it's like, but you it was, didn't need to You didn't need to, that. yeah. It was a weird framework. You, you honestly, you could have just cut the scene off from Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and then just had this scene that we get, right? Because we, we've already bought into the idea that all of these villains have been brought over. So if it's just him and Venom, Eddie Brock and Venom, just sitting at a bar in Mexico, just... Talking about what what it is they're doing here and trying to catch up on the world. They didn't get involved in the battle because they're not in New York. Um, and then they get sent back, but then you leave the symbiote. To me, I feel like that would have made more sense. But the fact that we were anticipating it because of what had happened prior, it just feels cheap. It just feels like a cheap move to bring them over and then send them right back. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so the other thing, so this film is actually, so I know there's probably some apprehension uh, when we talk about the spell, um, and, and I, I knew that in watching it, when I watched the trailer, I, I think we both commented that 
there's something going on there. What what is happening and what they're showing in the trailer doesn't feel very Doctor Strange, and there's got to be some kind of context. Like something is cut out of this. Yeah. And while yes, the scene kind of unfolds in a very similar manner. Um, I think there is a lot of context that goes into what it is he's doing, why he's doing it, where it all comes from. It's not just Strange being an arrogant bastard and trying to show off. Well, and what it, the tra- the trailer just made him seem very un Doctor Strange, like. Yes. And so what they've done is they've just they've cut out everything that is Doctor Strange, right? And just left in <laughs> the cheeky bits, yeah, right. Which made it, you know, that was what I was thinking. I was like, well, it's probably not the real Doctor Strange, yeah, right. And it absolutely was. They just cut it weird, yeah, that made it seem that way. And yeah. you know, well played, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, because it it was nice to see that scene unfold in the way that it's supposed to be. I mean. You know, it, the spell doesn't even really get botched, kind of. And when it does start to go awry, Strange... It, what you get from the trailers is that, is that Strange just barrels ahead and just does it anyway. And that that's not what happens. Like, Tom Holland keeps interrupting him so many times that he just shuts the whole thing down. And he just ends up not shutting it down fast enough. And then, obviously, it brings all these people in. Um, but he's very aware that things are going to go awry. And so he shuts it down and tells Tom to bugger off, essentially, and not deal with this. So, um, yeah, but obviously all the villains come in, um, and they're all great. Uh, and it's funny because you mentioned the line of the, uh, who you're going to call, right? And, and there's a massive amount of fan service when it comes to the Green Goblin, uh, because he's locked up in his little wizard dungeon. <laughs> And, and Peter Parker is like, oh, I've got to do some sciencey stuff. And Willem Dafoe is, is straight up, he says, oh, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. And as cheeky and wink and nod as that is, I loved it. I, I laughed so hard at that because it was so clever and just done so well. I loved it. And it was also the delivery of it yes. was because this is, it, it makes you question who's in control. Yes. Because I, 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 up to this point, it's it seems like Norman is behind the wheel. Right. And for that fleeting moment, you're like, is he though? Yeah. But, and then, but then he's like, then he's fine again. Yeah. And it's not until right. later when you're like, yeah, no, he's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, it's it's done very very well, and you know, it, it's all. I feel like it's all very in line with what this Spider-Man would try to do. Especially, uh, again, it's not super deeply tied to it, but it is. But coming off of, you know, this this experience that he had overseas, where you know, the the villain had to die, and he, you know, he very much regrets that. That's not something that this Spider-Man is keen on doing. He, you know, he's not there to kill his enemies. That's not what he wants. Uh, and so when Strange is like, no, you got to send them all back so they can all die, it feels natural that this Spider-Man would be against that, right? That he'd want to help them, even though they are villains, and that whole idea ends up biting him in the ass. You know, when push comes to shove, because, you know, Leopard can't change his spots, right. so... Plus, May's also been in his ear about helping people. Yeah, right. She's, right, been a, right. she's a big influence on him in this film. Yeah. Um, and so when everything does go south and she gets killed as a result of it, at first he's just... He's ready to go to the dark side. Yeah. Uh, he's in a very bad place, and m- most of the villains have gone full evil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially the ones that you'd expect. Yeah. The, the ones that you're like, there's no way that guy's changing. Um, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, and, it, and it feels natural that, you know, Doc Ock is the first one that he fixes because Doc Ock is more of a victim of his own science experiment than he is an actual evil man that, like, created the experiment to do these things, you know what I mean? There were good intentions, yeah. and you know. Well, I mean, even Norman. Yeah, same. that's true. Yeah, even even Norman. They, they were just same. trying to make like a super soldier serum. Yeah, right. And he tested it on himself. Yeah. Back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how easy all of them just kind of fell right back into it. He's so Willem Dafoe is. Uh, I love him so much. He's such a great actor, and the fact that he was able to just having not played this character in ages to just snap in and turn it back on like it like he never left he literally felt like someone 
pulled him out of that Spider-Man movie and just dropped yeah. him right into this one. Yeah, and look, I, I don't know how much de-aging was going on across the board, um, but everyone looked good. Yeah. And you're right. Every, just, again, as we said, there's there's no weak members of this cast. Everyone yeah. is just firing on all cylinders. Yeah. They're dialed up to 11 in the right places. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Um, and you get some very good emotional moments across the board with everyone. Yeah. Uh, and just when you think you can't be any more sad, <laughs> because again, that that May death scene is just oh, so it's so brutal. Yeah, it's so brutal. And just just when you're like, okay, that's when they're like, all right, you we, you deserve a, a hand. Is it? <laughs> so when I said magic hands, that's what I meant. <laughs> As he comes Ned, he's like, all right, you know what? Here's an Andrew Garfield for you. Oh, not enough? All right, here's a Tobey Maguire. You're welcome. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, so they are in the film. Yes. Andrew, you liar. Um, I feel so genuinely bad for him. I do too. I really do. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Um, yeah, uh, so they are... It is... Honestly, if someone was like, you know what? We're going to make a three Spider-Man spin-off where it's just those three just doing whatever it is that they need, even if it's just them all going out and getting pizza and recounting stories of their of their individual universe lives. Sign me up. I'm in. Yeah. I'm 100% in. Yeah. If you enjoyed Into the Spider-Verse, yes. you will love this. Yes. Strong Into the Spider-Verse vibes. But not, it, it, and I think you said this, but it, it's proof that you can do a live action Into the Spider-Verse um, because that's essentially what they do here. And... It's wonderful. It is so joyous to watch these three have their own little banter and talk about their own franchises and sneak little... No, you're amazing. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you're amazing. <laughs> yeah. In fact, the only way I think this movie could have been even slightly better is if we would have got live-action Miles Morales. Yeah, that, that would have just sealed the deal for me. Uh, absolutely. And they kind of allude to it. Uh, there's There's a moment where... Uh, Electro is talking to Andrew Garfield and he's like, oh yeah, he's telling him all the stuff that he's actually done and how he looks up to him and he's like, yeah man, I just, I thought you were black. And I was like, oh, that's a Miles Morales nod. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they make a nod to it. I just felt like at the end when all the, when like, like multiple people are starting to come through and the universe is starting to rip open, that would have been prime time just to have one or two vi extra villains pop in and maybe one or two extra Spider-Men yeah, pop right. in. Like their existing battle gets dropped into this. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't, you don't have to do too much with them. Right. You know, if it's Miles Morales, you just use the, the actor from Into the Spider-Verse yeah. to voice a couple of lines, yep. but just make him live action. Yep. And yep. then it would have been great. And then boom, they fix it and they all go back to their own universe. Yeah, it would have been, been fine. That would have yeah, just that would have been, been the the cherry on top. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not not even like this film needs it, but that no. would have been there for yeah. sure. Um yeah, these Spider-Men are just they're so good together. And uh, look, I'm I know everyone loves Toby Maguire in that film and and I do too, but I, I generally don't care for Toby Maguire overall. Um also cuz he's just kind of a prick in real life. Um so he's never really sat right with me over time, but he is just he is going toe to toe with these absolute powerhouse actors in Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield has won me over. I think he's just an absolute phenomenal actor. Uh, and the fact that, you know, you drop Tobey Maguire in there that doesn't have the same extensive filmography as of late as those two. And they're all just, they're wonderful. They're so good together. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. And you get a little bit more, there's like a little bit more backstory you get to what happened to those Spider-Men in their yeah, own universe. Yeah, right. And again, just delivered with such... Andrew Garfield especially. Oh. Second teary-eyed moment is with, with him when he's getting all emotional about Gwen and then when he actually saves oh. MJ. Oh, my heart. I couldn't take it, mate. I'm getting I misty just take, thinking about it. I couldn't it. take it. What a rewarding just... Oh, so good. And I knew... So good. I mean, I, you, you know it's coming because oh, yeah. when she falls... And and the MCU Peter jumps after her and he gets knocked out of the way by Green Goblin. You're like, Andrew's going to save her. There's that redemption, mate. Yep. Yeah, no, and it's even and again, it's so well done that even if you call it 
it doesn't take away no. from the emotional impact of when it actually happens. Like I have the same thing. As soon as he got knocked out, I was like, oh, it's Andrew's time to shine. Yep. And then he lands and just looks at her as if he's looking at the woman that he just lost and just almost loses it. And I was like, well, I'm not okay. I don't care if you two are. <laughs> yeah, and they all sort of get those sort of redemptory moments because yeah. even, I mean, you know, in, in the original Spider-Man, it's not like Tobey Maguire kills Green Goblin. In fact, right. it's Green Goblin tries to murder him again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he just dives out of the way and lets the thing ram into him. Yeah. But in this, he gets that moment to stop it. Yes. Of course, he yes. gets stabbed for his troubles, but right. it's still... <laughs> but he it's, lives, it's fine. But he, yeah, he lives and, uh, you know, and then uh, all the villains get f- fixed, as yeah. it were. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's done really well because you do see the impact and, and you get to kind of see these older Spider-Men who have gone through this tragedy because that's something that I don't think you know Tom Holland has lost sure he lost Tony Stark which was kind of his father figure replacement but he always had Aunt May Aunt May was always his backbone that's his Uncle Ben and you know for them to kind of guide him in a way of like look you can't make our same mistakes like we I we all thought that this was going to fix things and it didn't um and and as trite and as cliche as that message sounds when I say it out loud it's just done so well that it is as soon as Toby swoops in and stops Tom Holland from just murdering Green Goblin with his own ship uh it, it just they don't there's no words he just he literally just stares him down and and begs him to not make the same mistake with his eyes and it's just it's such top tier acting and it's so well done um yeah and then the the last part that really got me as far as getting misty eyed is uh, Zendaya just doesn't get enough credit. I, I feel like she just I, I've always enjoyed her and I think she's a great actress, but she was just like no no no, let me show you what I could do, boys. Yeah. And just... she's like oh oh you're all gonna cry. Oh no no you know let me show you let me show you what it looks like to cry. Right? Yeah yeah. Let me, let me rip your heart out again. I know I haven't put it back, but yeah. No and again like. It, 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 you know, Tom's already shown us how good he is with the emotional stuff. Yeah. And then you put those two together and like the moment where the, she's going to forget who he is. Yeah. And it's like the, between the two of them, oh. it's just like, oh. no, I'm already getting, I'm, I'm kind of getting misty. I just Make thinking it. about it. Cause it's yeah. so powerful. I mean, even at the end when he, when he goes to yeah. sort of explain who he is and he decides not to. Yeah. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> Ah, does Spider-Man not deserve to be happy? <laughs> Let the man have something. He's yes. just a boy. <laughs> yeah, because now he lives. I mean, that was a thing in the comics. Like, if he didn't have Aunt May, he had MJ. Right. right. Had, there was always someone there. Yes. Because the world hates him. Not the world. But, yeah, but you know no, you're, I mean? you're right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. And so... Now he's got nothing. He's got no one. He doesn't have Ned. <laughs> he's got no. no one. And I mean, I think he could probably show up at the the Sanctum Sanctorum and be like, "Yo, Doctor Strange, and you know, you don't know me, but you did your magics and you made the world." F- I'm Spider Man, by the way. Yeah. You remember Spider Man, yeah? So that's me. Let's be friends because I ain't got any more. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. So yeah. he could do that. Yeah. But I doubt they're going to do that. Um, yeah, and it sort of ends on a. Bit of a downer. It, it does. It, it really does. And it, but it's, it, it feels right. You know what I mean? Like it. it uh, yeah, it's the super mega sad ending kind of. Uh, but it, it feels okay. Yeah. You, you feel uh, like this is the journey you're supposed to go on. And it's weird. I think it feels right because you actually get closure on every other Spider-Man. Yes. Which is a we- yes. weird. That the MCU is what brought you solid closure on the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. It literally completes three trilogies in one film. (laughs) And it does it well. Yeah. Yeah. It's just proof that you can have multiple villains in a film and have it not suck. Yeah. 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 No, you you absolutely can. Um, Yeah. Look, I I could talk about this movie all day. I'm probably going to see it again, honestly, because it is just... Are you trying to be Cap right then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, look, go see this film. Uh, it's just, this is just such a wonderful treat. Uh, you know, and 
I know we all kind of look at it and we're like, oh well, the MCU's going to fail at some point and they're going to they're going to lose it. This isn't it. <laughs> this is not it. And honestly, this reinvigorated me for what's coming next. Yeah. I'm, and I mean, look, and I, we, I think we both really enjoyed Shang Chi. Yeah. But this had a more uh, satisfying ending to yeah, it. Yeah, and this one also doesn't lose itself in the third act, which I think is something that the MCU has really struggled with. And I feel like this one, it had a lot more. I don't. I, I said Endgame, but I don't know if that's the right phrasing. I, I think the excitement felt like Endgame, but. Everything. I, I feel like the MCU loses a lot of their steam when they get to the third act because they trade it all out for just big, loud, dumb action that doesn't really mean a whole lot. It, things are just kind of happening. Yeah. Um, and you don't feel that. Yes, it's big and it's loud, but you don't... The heart is all still there. The purpose of everything that's going on still matters. Um, and and that's yeah. just something you don't see very often and you're getting, in an MCU film. Yeah, and you're just getting a lot of great moments in the final battle. You're yeah. getting, you know, opposing pairings that you wouldn't normally get to see. You're getting to see Doc Ock as a good guy. Yeah. You know, you get to see a little bit of Doctor Strange doing stuff. It's just, it's just a lot of fun things going on. And, and they make it all work. Like, yeah. like you say, it services... The story, it's not a giant kaiju battle that's, right. <laughs> that seems out unnecessary. Out of nowhere, just doesn't need to be there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, what a great film. Yeah, you want to go see it again? Right yeah, now? let's go. Yeah, let's go. I'm sure there's, there's a showing every every half hour on the hour. <laughs> 30 pounds, what do you say? <laughs> How long you been here, mate? Uh, 12 hours. <laughs> That was my fifth viewing. What all you been watching? I <laughs> oh, just Spider-Man. <laughs> I go home, nap, and catch the first 10 a.m. I think if I, if I watch it one more time, I could probably just replay the film in my brain. <laughs> Perfectly. I don't need Disney Plus, mate. I've got this. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. This, uh, probably, I'm going to say it's my favorite film. Not just MCU films. It's my favorite film I've seen this year. It is It is definitely up there. And, and like I said up top, I've seen a lot of films this year. And this one is... I, I can't remember the last time I've walked away from a film going, I need to give this film the highest rating I could possibly muster. <laughs> and I've seen yeah. some great, great films that I've given really high marks to. And this one just... Yeah, I, yeah I'd put it up there with any of the films that I've seen so far. It's just such a wonderful experience. Yeah, yep. really good. So, all right. Well, this has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Spider-Man. Uh, wait, what? Well, I, I mean, for all you know. Maybe, I, I guess that's true. Where's Strange? I could be Peter Parker. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you off the next film. You just forgot I was Peter Parker because of the spell. <laughs> I want to go find Steven right now. Thank you.